This is the game within the game, the Reggie Walker podcast. I'm sports brain coach Marty Walner. I'm honored and grateful to talk with former NFL star Reggie Walker. So, Reggie, what we're going to talk about, and I, I really, again, very inspired by so many things in your book, The Game Within the Game, but in the beginning, you you talk about something, knowing your pearl, really being able to discover your why, and I, I think this is just amazing advice, certainly um, in terms of a message to send back to young people, young athletes specifically, but even, I think, even a more general audience um, in terms of leadership in general, in terms of how do we how do we really get locked into the core of who we are, what we believe, what we're about, our identity, and you know what we want to be. In the book, you mentioned how many distractions there are, for instance, in college, and how you can be pulled into these traps and really get focused in different areas. And I'm wondering, you know, back when when you were kind of developing and building up this strength and resilience, what did that look like for you? I mean, going back to when you were a teenager going through high school or college sports, that process of getting to know your pearl, what did that look like for you? It was a very brutal process at times, but, you know, how I look at it is, you know, when you're going through the gambit or you're going through the fire, it was necessary, in my opinion, um, for me to experience a lot of the things that I experienced in order to gain the perspective that I have now, because I'm, you know, I've always been a very curious guy, a very curious, you know, an unquenchable thirst for just knowledge and perspectives, especially once I really understood. Um, and I really understood this from a young age that you know, you can look at people like planets in the solar system, you know, even though they're a planet, you know, just like you, they're a different kind of planet, you know, and if you really want to understand people, you have to really take the time to understand them for what they are, not what you are, in in a way, because people like to project themselves onto other people. And I really understood that. So I, and me being just naturally curious, I really gravitated to people. And the thing that I gravitated to people about was their perspective on life and really their why, like their their reason for doing what they're doing. Um, I was always curious about that, especially given too, from a young age, I was introduced to the church. Can't say that I'm, you know, the most religious person these days, but I got introduced to the church and I got introduced to the question, of you know why why are we here what's the point what's the reason and um, doing things for the right reasons which is why you know i even call it you know my pearl in the first place your pearl in the first place but i'll get to that and it but like i said it was a brutal process because it, it took a lot of trial and error a lot of trial and error because i when you're trying to figure out the the why behind like you know, why do you do what you do? Why are we here? What's the point? Um, a lot of people don't really have the answers for these things. So you have to figure them out for yourself. And if you really make that commitment, you're just going to fall on your face a lot. And you're going to have to keep picking yourself up to figure it out for your purpose or reasoning behind things. You know, kind of felt like I was going off there for a second. But 
there's there's a lot that kind of went into this process that I was going through, you could say, um, when I was a kid. So I'm hearing curiosity and really as a young person being open to understanding others' perspectives and information coming in and, and really questioning things around you and trying to figure out um, your perspective and your view of the world. But I, I'm, I'm thinking that when you're a curious person, especially a curious young person, you can get distracted and you can get pulled in different directions. So in terms of your experience, what kind of distractions started to maybe come your way and perhaps may have pulled you one way or another at times? Oh, yeah. I would say, you know, on top of, you know, the the abuse and then the impact of the abuse, you know, from how I thought about things, how I, my interactions with people, my interactions with myself, it was always kind of there. So it was something that in order for me to get from step one to step two of anything that I was trying to do, I had to learn how to compartmentalize this, like put this in a box, I'll deal with it, I'll deal with it later, which, which was a very difficult process in itself. But then there's also too, just the typical distractions of being a kid, you know, you're, you're still developing. So, you know, everything's just like, ah, you know, crazy. And then, you know, you're interacting with people and you're worrying about relationships and you're trying to figure all these things out. So just typical stuff um, on, on top of just the abuse itself and then the impact from that. Yeah, I would say those are probably the biggest issues. And, and I, I can imagine that as you got more success on the field, going through high school and college, a lot of people probably get in your ear. They're probably making a lot of suggestions and thinking what's best for Reggie and maybe trying to pull you in this way or that way. And that can be a challenge for a young person. That can be a challenge, especially when you're excelling in a sport, you're getting a lot of attention, you're getting a lot of feedback, a lot of interaction, and it can be difficult to figure out which of that feedback and connection is healthy and which may not be as healthy. And again, when you talk about trying to know your pearl, I think that's an important thing to figure out in terms of who you're connecting with and what they can help you with that journey. Oh, 100%. Because the thing is, you realize that, you know, when it comes to advice, a really big thing to understand about it is a lot of people who are giving advice to you, a lot, especially close to you, they don't, just because they have really great intentions doesn't mean that it's information that you should use moving forward with what you're trying to do. Might have, it's definitely coming from a good place, you know, but you got to learn how to kind of keep your wall up and understand, keep your focus on the right things because there's, you know, especially with a, with like a job of being a student athlete, most people have no idea what it feels like to balance being a student and an athlete at a level like college. People think that, you know, you're on TV or you're, you're playing a game. It's fun. It's fun. It's fun. And then, you know, every other athlete, when I would talk to them, we all have that same understanding that this is brutal. <laughs> it's a brutal process. You're tired. You're exhausted. You're hurt all the time. You're mentally drained, you're emotionally drained, you're physically drained. 
And it's lonely because there's very few people that understand what you're actually going through and that can help you through this. And when most of us have gone, you know, a couple months into the process, we really start to understand from using the advice from people who had really great intentions and applying it to our current situations that that's not necessarily the best way of going about things because they're on the outside and the only people who really understand are the people who are on the inside. And, you know, that was a big reason why I wrote the book in the first place, because when I talk about the game within the games, that's what I'm really speaking about that, you know, when you're on the, how did it work when you're on the inside in this environment? Because that's the thing that really blindsided me. And I know it blindsided other athletes is, you, you don't know what you don't know. And they do. I feel like they do a really good job of shielding the general public from how things really go down in a college sports environment. Um, but the fact is you can't show everything. Even if you had a 24-7 camera, you're not going to show. And then you're not going to be able to show how it feels emotionally and physically being a developing 17, 18, 19, 20, 21-year-old going through this situation filled with toxic stress levels of stress on national television while everything is make or break every single day it's like it's it's hard to describe that so yeah it's it's it it can be a process (laughs) and i hear you saying going through that journey that um you know as a young athlete you get the physical workout but you know you're being trained physically for your sport but the mental pieces and the mental tools and, and the, the mental toughness, it's also required to go through that journey. I'm not sure I'm hearing from what you're saying. I'm not sure there's, there's enough focus on that piece of it, because it sounds like you can go out and do your drills and, you know, wh- whatever level you get to be at at sports, you know, in terms of the commitment and connection with training and competition. But the mental piece of it doesn't seem to be a parallel process. No, because, and I've, I've really given this a lot of thought because it's the game of, of things, the game of the politics, how to, how to, how to operate in the political spectrum of this, of a, being a college athlete with dealing with the coaches and staff and everyone that's involved in media and all this, how to deal with that. You, there just hasn't been um, a lot of people who have gone through that process and really wrote things down. There's a lot now. I, I would say now there is, it, well, it's getting that to that point, but just focusing on just how to move in this environment effectively, given the fact, and, and, we're, and really not being from a one-sided or um, like really understanding the whole perspective of things. Um, because that's something that I found when I was looking um, for, for programs or courses to help me understand what was going on and how to transition out of this was there's some things that are out there that are very one-sided um, that are very negative speaking about like, you know, one side is the enemy, the other side's the enemy. And I just wanted something to be very welcoming to everyone in a very welcoming to a lot of people like me who have experienced a lot of trauma um, as well. And because I've never been in the, what's the best way of putting it? You know, everything is love. 
guy. Uh, I've never been that guy. I understand that life has two sides to it. And, you know, what you choose to focus on and how you choose to focus on and which energy you choose to focus on when it comes to understanding this about life is key. Because while I was growing up and I'm hearing all these one-sided perspectives, like, you know, everything's like love or everything's peace and everything's this. And then I'm going through an immense amount of trauma. Like while this is going on, it makes me going through it. Just be like, dude, you're not seeing things wholly. Like no way. Cause I'm getting punched as you're saying, no one's throwing punches, <laughs> you know? So it, so when I wrote this book and I wrote this course, that's what I really wanted to have an understanding of. People understand like there's both, but still, but still life is great and still life is amazing. And still life, you can do amazing things, which you can, but you do need to understand that there is a, there is a dual perspective. I mean, dual way of looking at things. And that's truly um, insightful. I mean, re- so realistic, especially in the young experience of growing up, how many, you know, as you, the body and brain are going through changes and you're, and you're maturing and you got so much coming out at you to really, you know, have that type of perspective and that insight can be very valuable. So Reggie, getting back to knowing your pearl for you specifically, um, in, in terms of that process, let's take us back in a time machine. When did you really figure out your core value? When did you really start to be able to be able to understand, to block out some of the distractions and really get focused on who you were and what's your inner strength and your core strength. I mean, what age were you? What kind of support did you have at the time? What, what, what did that look like for you? I was, oh, I know this clear as day. I was about five. Um, I was about five years old. I played flag football for the first time in Boonville, Missouri. And I was really, really good. Really good. It felt to me at the time, man, every time I touched the football, I score. And this is amazing. I really felt as if, man, it just, I just instantly fell in love with football. I knew that this was what I wanted to do. This is what I wanted to become. I loved seeing it on TV. It's just, you know, I adored it. I adored the sport. I loved it. I loved everything about it. And I realized that I could use this to be happy in life to make a life like as far as you know when it comes to the American dream of well at least to me you know I felt like I could accomplish that with the tool football from a very young age so I was very focused um I was very focused on on that I was always working at it but then when I got to middle school I think I was about twelve. I would wait till everyone went to sleep and um, I would lift my dad's record crates. I would do little workouts with that till like exhaustion every night. No one knew I was doing it too. Wow. Um, Because I just had to have it. Like it was nothing. It was, it was just my thing. And that's, that's why I love about, you know, when you know what your pearl is, when you have it like fully grasped, the thing that like really makes you come alive, it, it's something you could do every day. It's like you, you always find the energy that this, you know, it's a process finance thing, but once you have that purpose, 
you know, you can accomplish great things because that's where all your energy's at. It's right there. And, but I feel like with some, sometimes it's, it can be, and I feel like it still is even for me and I'm very purpose driven. It's still like a, like a, like you're peeling back an onion piece. Like it's something you're forever trying to like peel back because at the time I was using football as a tool to achieve happiness in life. But the big thing about it is, and this is why I always talk about like knowing what, knowing what, why you're doing what you're doing. Because when I really dived into that much older, um, when I was about it, my, my first, my second year in the league, when it hit me, I was, I was doing it all for the wrong reasons. I wanted to be happy, but the reason I wanted to be happy was because I felt as if nothing else in life was going to make me happy besides being an amazing football player. Nothing else could give it to me. And I never challenged that thought until I got much, much older. That's why, you know, I, I love questions, like asking yourself questions about, you know, the why. Like, keep playing that game with yourself. when You, you know, when you're a kid, you, you ask your parents, like, why is that? Why, 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 why? Like, you never stop playing that game <laughs> with yourself, that is, until you really find the answers. But when I um, really figured this out my second year in the league, you know, why I was working so hard, why I was trying so hard, it really kind of shattered me in a way. Because I realized, man, I, I did all of this stuff for completely the wrong reasons. You know, I felt like I wasted so much of my time from just trying to prove all these people wrong and, and, and try to get something that I thought was on the outside when it was really on the inside. And I needed to spend more, self, more time with myself to uncover the onion, you could say, like peel back the layer so I could actually have that which I have now. So it, it, it's like, I look, I look back at it. Like, even now I look back at it, you know, at first I thought it was a waste of time, but you know, you have to come to these understandings through trial and error sometimes. And that's okay. I'm just glad I know now, you know, you better know why you're doing what you're doing. <laughs> so you don't mess around and do things for the wrong reasons. And then, <sighs> Man, it's hard to come back from that sometimes. <laughs> but I, I appreciate when you were saying uh, how you were constantly asking why. It brings me really interestingly to that pearl image of polishing the pearl, of really trying to, at, at five years old, you knew you had that start of the pearl and through your life experiences and some trial and error and questioning, 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 and curiosity, you really start to polish that and then, wow, what a beautiful um, understanding, Reggie, of being able to focus not on the outside, the extrinsic, but on the intrinsic, the inside, and really find out who you are inside. And that transition, that, that's just, that's powerful and profound. And, and for young people to be able to take that journey and really start to understand who they are inside, it seems so important. It is, it is, especially when, you know, you are going to be a student athlete or just anyone in general, because... You know, it's just it, for, for all of us down here on earth trying to achieve anything, trying to have great lives, no, like being able to focus on the right things is imperative. It's, it's absolutely imperative. And having that base understanding of knowing what your pearl is, which is just 
it's just your your backbone, your base. You know, who I am, what I am, why I am, where I want to go, why I want to go there. And then I just have my own plan, uh, my plan of how to get there. And so every time you're doing something, you go back to that. That's why I always would recommend or like whatever your pearl is, like having something to carry around with you, like um, having something you carry around in your pocket. So you just know, like, this is who I am. This is where I want to go. This is how I'm going to get there. You know, so as a reminder, because you need to have that focus for to do things for the right reasons. That's why, you know, I always believe in like mantras and and I do believe in, you know, carrying around like a rock or carrying around like a paperclip, something that's just going to remind you, you know, that constant reminder of just to focus on what you know you need to be focusing on. It just saves time on top of that, too. <laughs> it definitely saves time. <laughs> and I appreciate it in the book. I It's such an amazing concept. And I, I appreciate in the book you have four different pillars and you talk about the BEMI method, and I'll I'll leave uh, our listeners to to take a look more for specifics in the book for that. But just an amazing process to really um, you know be able to empower young people to really start to understand themselves, understand their core values, understand who they want to be identity wise, and really use that as a strength. And Reggie, I have to say, you know, and every time we've we've spoken so much about and connected around these topics, but you really, your journey describes resilience of being able to get through the adversity and be stronger so that the next time to bounce back for the next one. And each time you get a little stronger, you polish the pearl, understand yourself a little more. And that's really the true definition of resilience. And um, the idea is, and hopefully we can empower young people to be able to advocate for themselves and build up that strength. Right. hundred percent. Thank you, Reggie Walker. I am always grateful for our conversation and I'm best of luck to you. And again, we'll talk soon. Yeah. Thank you, Marty. This was a great, great interview. And, you know, I look forward to the future doing much more. Thank you for joining us for the game within the game, the Reggie Walker podcast. I'm Marty Wallner. For more information, please visit sportsbraincoach.com. Mm-hmm.